All right, Shabbosai, good morning. Let us begin. I'll begin by thanking all of our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Nisan. To thank Jerry and Abby Applebaum and family for dedicating all those Shiurim and Drashos in memory of Basia Baschaim and David Ben Avram. To thank Drs. Paul and Linda Weinberg for dedicating the Shiurim memory of Mordechai Yoshua Ben Peretz Moshe Valeh Miriam. Paul and Kathy Pollock in the Schusel of Rafur Shalema for Dana Baker Matson, Stephen Terry Zinn with gratitude to Hashem for their grandson, Bunim Tzvi Hirsch, Naftali Tilson with Akar Satov to his friend, to, to his Haver Benjamin Wall to the entire Shir, and Avram and Shane D. Kelman in memory of Sarah Braina Bas Yoshua Heschel. We hope that in the merit of our Tamil Torah, all of the Neshamas will have an Aliyah, all of those will have the Rafuah together with Kol Chole Yisrael. And we'll see with that, let us begin. We have a really beautiful daf, and actually some really interesting halacha lemaisa today. Emirat Hashem, we're going to get to it. Today's daf is Nun Aleph, 51. And we are picking up Emirat Hashem on Nun Amud Beis. We left off in on Nun Amud Beis 50b, two, four lines in. Umay Taima Amar Abanon, Maimar Biyavama Mahani. So we'll see, so remember again, just to reframe a little bit. We had a fascinating Mishnah yesterday which discussed a fundamental regarding the topic of what we call Simple case, you have Shimon died, left behind, left behind two, well, I don't know why I keep doing Shimon died, Reuven died, left behind two wives, Rachel and Leah, right, they fall to Shimon in Yibum. Fall to Shimon in Yibum. So remember again, for whatever the reason is, Shimon goes ahead and gives a get to Rachel, then gives a get to Leah. Or does Ma'amar with Rachel, then gives a get to Leah. Well, we saw the variations of cases as well. Now both say, so what, what is the mission trying to figure out? It's very simple. Obviously, once you're giving a get, once you're giving, let me say it differently. What we're trying to figure out is, the Machlokes is, what's the impact on the get or Ma'amar on wife number two? So according to Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel holds in get, achar get. And we'll discuss his svar in today's daf. He holds that essentially once you go out and you give a get to Rachel. So remember again, the giving of a get does what? Does what? Shuts down the process. In other words, that yibum no longer is possible. Right? You're still going to require chalitza. But according to Rabbi Gamliel, once you do it to Rachel, ultimately anything you do to Leah is inconsequential. We'll say, how does that manifest itself in a very important way? That assuming that Ruben does chalitza, I'm sorry, that Shimon does chalitza with Rachel, that's going to mean that Leah and technically speaking, I should say Leah's relatives would technically be permitted to Shimon. As opposed to Rabbi Chachamim who say, yesh get achar get. And therefore, when you give a get to both Yevamas, halachalamaisa, that has an impact on both of them. And therefore, again, both of them and their relatives will be prohibited to the Yavam, to Shimon. So so we established a number of different pieces yesterday. So number one, once a get is given, even though a get does not affect Chalitza, once a get is given, it closes the door on Yibum, and Chalitza must be done. We also saw that so once you do Ma'amar, Ma'amar by definition will require what? A get. Right? So in other words, once you do Ma'amar, if he has a change of heart and does not want to do Yibum with this woman that is absolutely going to require a get, and chalitza by itself would not be enough. The Mishnah also stated a principle. And what was the principle? That once you have chalitza, what does chalitza do? Shuts down everything. Right? Chalitza effectively ends the process. Yet, interestingly enough, we're not sure if bia, or if quote-unquote yibum, does the same thing or not. That's a machlokis. Okay, so we'll say, so with that, we're not trying to kind of 
understand a little bit of the svara of the Mishnah. So here we go. So remember again, in yesterday's daf, in yesterday's daf, so we spoke about the idea, we spoke about the idea that why does it get, right? Why does it get effectively preclude Yibum, right? Why, why does it get act as a quasi-chalitza? So remember again, we'll say, what are we concerned about? Because get, get dissolves a marriage, chalitza dissolves a marital bond. And we're concerned that Allah, if after giving a get, yibum is still possible, people may erroneously think that what? After chalitza, yibum is still possible as well. In order to go ahead and prevent that possibility, Chazal says, oh, this is all rabbinic. Chazal said, if you give a get to your yivama, we're done here. We're done here. They're not totally done here. We're still going to acquire chalitza, but yibum becomes impossible. Same idea. Why did Chazal say that Mimer works? So remember again, what's, what's Mimer? So Mimer is a, is a rabbinic concept. Midar I said, there's no concept of Mimer. Remember, Mimer is, is essentially Kiddushin, right? So, so Shimon, Shimon the Yavam goes over to Rachel, gives her a ring, says, you know, Hariat Mikudesh right? So again, in, in Midar meaningless. There's only one way to solidify Yibam relationship, and that is through Bia. So why, why did Chazal say that Mimer works? Mishum Demahani Ba'alma. Because we'll say the truth is, because Kiddushin works in every other situation in Jewish marriage. Because we're concerned is as follows. If you say that Maimer has no effect, Amri, Maimer, Liknos, Ubiya, Liknos, people will say like this, normally, in order to acquire, in order to affect marriage, Maimer works, and Bia works. Because remember again, you can affect Kiddushin in many different ways. And since Myra doesn't work over here, Bia Nami Lomahanya. People will erroneously assume that Bia doesn't work to affect a Yibam relationship as well. And what are we concerned about Abosai? And if a man is, is, is confused and thinks that Bia does not affect Yibam, then it could happen that what? He'll have, he'll have Bia with Rachel and then think that Bia with Leah is still permitted as well. So in order to avoid any confusion on that, Chazal said, Maimer works. Maimer works. It works. Good. Why is it that Chazal said that a Bia Psula? Rabbi says an interesting Lashen. What's Bia Psula? So I'll say Bia Psula essentially is any Bia that happened after another process. So for example, you know, Shimon goes ahead and Shimon goes ahead and gives a get to Rachel and then has Bia with Leah. So we'll say, so that's called the Bia Psula, right? So it's a Bia that, that, that comes on the heels of another, of another Yibam related process. So why did Chazal say, So we'll say, so here's what's interesting. Remember the Machlokas and the Mishnah was, that we don't say, for, so let's play that out for just a moment. Shimon, Shimon gives, gives Rachel a get and has Bia with Leah. So it would be tempting to say, what's the resolution of this case? What should be the resolution? Right? Yipum. And therefore, what should, what should have to happen with Rachel? Technically nothing, right? Just leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Yet that's not the case. Once you've done ma'amar, you have to go ahead, or once you've done a get, you have to unravel these things a bit more. So why is it that halacha lamaisa, bia psula, doesn't solidify this, this case? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why. So my Amri, i because if we're concerned about bia after giving a get, so, so the Gemara says, 
Because we will be concerned about a case of Bia Achraget, lest you come to confuse that with the case of Bia, right? Of Bia after Chalitza. And if it's a case of Bia after Mahamar, Good. So Rosh says, therefore, we have to be concerned in the, lest you come to all of these other cases. So say, why did Chazal say? So here's the difference. Chalitza psula. Now we'll say, what's Chalitza psula? So for example, look at Rashi, five lines up from the bottom. Chalitza psula, get o achar ma'amar. So we'll say, same idea. So just, so Chalitza psula is, for example, Shimon gave, Shimon gave, a, Shimon did ma'amar. Let's just do ma'amar. Shimon did ma'amar with Rachel, and then and does Chalitza with Leah. That's called Chalitza psula. But I will say, because remember again, the Gemara is an apostle any time that Yibum or Chalitza are not occurring by themselves, but there has been something else that has been done with the other wife, they call that Chalitza Psula. But I want to be clear, Chalitza Psula, it doesn't mean that the Chalitza is no good, right? or that the Bia is no good. That doesn't mean Pasuk in the classic sense. It means, it means, I'm trying to think of the better word for, for Psula over here, uh, an, an impaired, right? No. Deficient, good. A def- but again, I will say, but I want to be clear, deficient here doesn't mean that it doesn't work, right? Because for example, in the case of Chalitza, Chalitza Psula absolutely does work. Now, Bia Psula, Bia Psula is a machlokis in Mishnah, whether or not it works. But for example, Chalitza Psula means, it means a, means a, a, a we'll call it, uh, this is better, imperfect Chalitza. An imperfect Chalitza. It works, it works, but it's not done in the way we would like it. So the Gemara says, Why do we say that when there's an imperfect chalitza, that does shut down the process, right? And there's nothing to do afterwards. In other words, that is an effective chalitza. Omri, my ligzar. Because what should we be concerned about? Migzar chalitza, achara get. If you're concerned about chalitza after a get, in other words, that you gave a get to Rachel, and then chalitza with Leah, or mishum chalitza after chalitza, and maybe you'll be concerned because lest you come to a case of chalitza after chalitza, kol kihani tachlos v'teizel. The boss said, truth is, we don't care. You can do chalitza as many times as you want, right? Do you want to do chalitza with everybody's co- with every co-wife? No problem. Do chalitza as many times as you want. So, maybe you're going to be concerned about a case of chalitza after ma'amar, lest you come to a case of chalitza after bia. Atu chalitza achar ma'amar. Milo get la ma'amaro. I will say, the truth is, if you do chalitza after ma'amar, even chalitza after ma'amar, you're still going to require what? A get for the ma'amar. So the Gemara says, Chalitza achar bia, nami baya get libiaso. The truth is, in a case of Chalitza after bia, which means again, there was bia with Rachel, and then Chalitza with Leah, you're still going to require a get ultimately for Rachel. So I will say, so therefore again, halacha what comes out from here is as follows. Number one, that we've established that ma'amar works midrabanon, we've established, we've explained why, we've established that get works, so to speak, midrabanon. we've established why. We've also established the halacha l'maysa, chalitza psula. Once you have even an imperfect chalitza, that ends, that ends this yibam narrative. But interestingly enough, a bia psula, a bia psula does not stop the process still from potentially progressing.
Good. Amar Rava. We'll say here we go. Amar Rava. Rava said as follows. My time with Rabbi Gamliel. So we'll say top of Nun Aleph. My time with Rabbi Gamliel. So we'll say. So let, now we're, we're going back. We're still going back to the Mishnah. Remember again, Rabbi Gamliel in the Mishnah said, "Ain get achar get." Right? Ain get achar get. Salach so Lamaisa. There is no get after a get. So the Gemara says. So what's Rabbi Gamliel's logic? Right. By the way, it's not just get achar get. Ain ma'amar achar ma'amar. Essentially, Rabbi Gamliel essentially says is what it sounds like. What he's saying is. Once you do something with wife number one, then what? Then what? We're done. We're done. Anything you do with wife number two is inconsequential. So you give a get to wife number one. You give a get to wife number one. Okay, that, that, that's the end of this process. There, there's nothing more. There's nothing more to discuss. I will say, again, when I say there's nothing more to discuss, is there still more that the Yavam has to do? Yeah, what does he have to do? Chalitza. So let's do chalitza. But Lamaisa, but Lamaisa, vis-a-vis wife number two, once he takes action with wife number one, any subsequent action with wife number two is fundamentally irrelevant. So let's understand this. My time Rabbi Gamliel. The Mesapkale, Rabbi Gamliel's suffix is as follows. He says like this. Get, i dachi, ilo dachi, ma'amar, i kani, ilo kani. They will say Rabbi Gamliel's suffix is very, is very simple. He's not sure about the effectiveness of get and ma'amar. That's it. He, he, we, we all understand that, this is, that these are rabbinic constructs. He's just simply not clear about how strong they actually are. How strong is get? How strong is ma'amar? Right? Ultimately, again, when a man gives his yavama a get, when Shimon gives Rachel a get, does that like close, close the door? Are, 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 are we done? Are we totally done? In which case, again, I understand. In which case, again, that halacha lamaisa, then there's nothing to talk about vis-a-vis Leah. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. Maybe halacha lamaisa, it kind of just strains the Yibam relationship, but doesn't totally end it. Same thing with Ma'amar. Does Ma'amar fully acquire? Does Ma'amar not fully acquire? So the Gemara, let's analyze. Get, idachi, ilodachi. So when it comes to get, does it get totally preclude the possibility of Yibam or not? So, let's analyze this. If get really works, and get closes the door on Yibam, then once he does that with Rachel, then what? Then what? There's nothing to talk about by Leah. Nothing to talk about by Leah. Furthermore, well, if get doesn't work by Rachel, then what Rabbi say? Then what? Get doesn't work by Leah. Right? So, Rabbi say, Rabbi Gamil says like this, I don't understand. Either, either way, Leah should remain unimpacted when Rachel already received the get, because if the get works, then ultimately, again, the process has been completed with Rachel, completed in parentheses, you still need Chalitza, but therefore anything subsequent with Leah is meaningless. And if get doesn't work, then the same way get doesn't work, bless you, get doesn't work with Rachel, it's not going to work with Leah. Either way, says Rabbi Gamliel, Leah should remain unaffected by receiving a get after Rachel. The Gemara goes weiter. Right? Similarly, again, So, Basra Nami Lodachi. Maimar, what about Maimar? Ikani, Ilokani. So, it's not sure. Does Maimar affect Kiddushin? Does it affect some heightened level of marital bond? Not affect some level of heightened marital bond? So, let's analyze. So, the Gemara says, Ikamakani Basra Maikavit. So, if Maimar works with Rachel, then what? Then what? There's nothing to talk about with Leah. Vi kamalokani, basra namilokani. And if Maimer doesn't work with Rachel, then what? It's not going to work with Leah as well. In other words, Rabbi Gamil is simply unsure about the strength of get 
and Ma'amar. But either way, he says, Leah, wife number two, should simply remain unimpacted. Because if get slash Ma'amar work, then he's done it with Rachel, Leah doesn't need anything. If get slash Ma'amar don't work, then the same way they don't work with Rachel, they shouldn't work with Leah. They're both saying, Bale, just understand, the ramifications of saying that Leah is unaffected is what? Is what? Is that then Shimon could later on marry her relatives. Right, that, that, that's the impact of this. Right, that Shimon can later on marry her relatives because she's not considered to be his chalutza or his, or his grusha, so to speak. Good, the Gemara says, Listen to this. Yanabai says as follows Rabbi Gamil agrees that there is get achar ma'amar and ma'amar after get. The get achar bia. And there's get after bia, umamar, umamar, achar bia. And I will say, for example, if you were to have a case of three wives, right? Umamar, umamar, achar bia. The imisab, so I don't understand. The imisab, the other people will have a kibia, to have a kibia, lechatil, 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 I don't understand why that is, says the Gemara. If that's the case, Rabbi Gamliel is not sure how get and ma'amar work, then in a case ultimately again where there's bia, let that be a bia, lechatil, and effect yibum. Because we learned, the boss say one of the things we did agree with, as much as there's a machlok is about bia psula, what did we agree with? That when bia is the first thing that occurs, that effectively cements the yibam relationship, and there's nothing more to discuss. So if Rabbi Gamil is truly misupak about the power of get or ma'amar in any case where there's bia involved, let the get and the ma'amar kind of be set aside. Let the bia be a bia lechatrila, and the fact yibam. Al Amr Abayi, Rabbi Abayi says no. It's a little bit different. Listen to this, Abayi. Abayi says, really, Rabbi Gamil holds get. Pushes her aside. Daki means pushes her away. Once a get is given, that is a get we look at as the initial stage of chalitza. Again, not complete. You still need to do chalitza, but it's the initial stage of chalitza. And ma'amar is the initial stage of yibum. Zobo said, take a look at Rashi. Rashi says over here, Mihu, uh, actually, let's finish for Mihu, Amrabana, Sachino. Let's take a look at Rashi. Ella, Rashi, Pshitale, the get, Dachi, Kitsas. I will say this lashon is very important. When you when you give your yavama a get, what does that do? What does that mean? Pushes her away a little bit, a little bit, very very precise, right? Right, like 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 a, a little bit, a little bit. And ma'amar kani kitsas acquires a little bit. I will say the just way to illustrate this is as follows in Rabbi Gamil's world view. So again, like we just said before, ma'amar is the beginning of yibum. And get is the beginning of chalitza. It's not yibum and it's not chalitza, but it, it brings those respective processes just a bit closer. That's the lashon of kitsas. Finish the Rashi. If that's the case, then according to Rabbi Gamil, why does he hold that there's ma'amar achar get and get achar ma'amar? Ve'in ma'amar achar ma'amar velo get achar get. Yet, 
There's no mamar achra mamar get achra get. To which the Gemara says, "Am Rabbanon bechad sad behind." Actually, let's, let's see in the Gemara now. So, 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 so therefore, Abayi says, in reality, Rabbi Gamliel's position is very important. Rabbi Gamliel's position is that ultimately, again, get get pushes her away a little bit, a little the beginning of chalitza, and Ma'amar brings her closer a little bit, the beginning of yibum. Now, watch this. Mihu am Rabbanon hayyavama bechad sad mahani baget. Obechad sad mahani bamamar. Get achar get lo dachi. Daha lo daha dacha lekama. Umamar achar maamar lo kani. Daha kani lekama. So we'll say, listen to this. Rabbi Gamliel will say as follows. He'll say as follows. So let me read that again. Mi amrabon, the rabbon will say like this. Ha yivama, this particular yivama in question. Bechad sad mahani baget. Obechad sad mahani bamamar. So we'll say on one hand, get works a little bit and mamar works a little bit. Therefore, again, here we go. Here we go. So the Gemara says, Mamar, so get achar get lodachi. So we'll say, get achar get won't work. Why won't get achar get work? Because Lamaisa, dahadacha lekama. Because we'll say, once you've used get, once the Yavam has used get, then by definition he's activated that process, and you can't activate that same process twice. Umamar achar mamar lokani. Same idea, mamar achar mamar won't work as well. Dahakani lekama. Get achar ma'amar, umamar achar get, hai milsa kadachi, baha milsa kakani. Shabbos says, this is fascinating. According to Rabbi Gamliel, he agrees that ma'amar and get work a little bit. But the issue just is, essentially, every yavam has one get and one ma'amar in his, in his uh, you know, yavam quiver, right? He's, he's, got, he's got one possibility. So once you go ahead and you use your ma'amar, that's it. So you use your ma'amar on Rochel. There's no, there's no such thing as another ma'amar process for Leah. It doesn't work. But every yav, same thing with get. Once you use your get for Rachel, you don't have a get for Leah. But once halacha but remember, every yavam does have, what does he have in his, in his yibam quiver? He does have one get and one ma'amar. Say if you did a get with Rachel, technically speaking, you could do a ma'amar with Leah. Right? And once you did a ma'amar with Rachel, you could do a get with Leah. So I'll say, this is the sheet of Rabbi Gamliel. So what comes out over here is that Rabbi Gamliel holds that ma'amar and get do affect something. Ktsas, a little bit, a little bit. But ultimately, the Yavam is only vested with one ma'amar and one, and one get per yibum scenario. And therefore, again, Rabbi Gamliel will hold ein get achar get, in ma'amar achar ma'amar, yet he will hold yesh ma'amar achar get, the yesh get achar ma'amar. Good. Rabbanon, what did the Rabbanon do with all of this? Rabbanon, kolchad vechad takinale Rabbanon get umamar biyavama. So we'll say, it's actually fascinating. The Rabbanon, on the other hand, holds that each woman, each woman, this is going to sound strange, but each yavama comes with a get and a ma'amar. Right? Yavama comes along, get and ma'amar included. Right? So in other words, and each of those possibilities comes with each Yavama. So I'll say, it's actually fascinating. It's almost as if the fundamental machlokes is, who is it that has the right to get an ma'amar? Is that a right that's vested with the Yavam? Or is that a right that comes along with the Yavama? We will say, what's the nafkamina? The nafkamina is, if it comes with the Yavam, how many do you have? One of each. If it comes with the Yavama, then there is a get and ma'amar per wife. 
per wife. And I will say, that's easy to nafkamina. So the Rabbanon hold that each wife, right, or each woman comes, so to speak, with a ma'amar and a get. And therefore, technically speaking, the yavam, right, shimon, could do ma'amar or get with each of these women. Therefore, again, the Ravana will hold yesh get achar get, yesh ma'amar achar ma'amar. Fascinating, fundamental machlokas. Good. The high biapsula adifa mi ma'amar. And I will say this, this biapsula. Once again, remember again, what's the definition of a biapsula? A biapsula is an act of bia that occurs after either ma'amar or get. So in other words, Shimon did something with Rachel, either, either get or ma'amar, and then has bia with Leah. That's called a biapsula. So the Gemara says, Vahai biapsula, adifa mi ma'amar. Biapsula is stronger than ma'amar. Ugria mi ma'amar. But yet, on cer- cer- in certain respects, it's stronger than Ma'amar. In other respects, it's weaker than Ma'amar. How so? Adifa mi Ma'amar, stronger than Ma'amar. Adilu Ma'amar, achar Ma'amar, lo mahani. Because we'll say one act of Ma'amar, after that, the Ma'amar does not work. Does not work. To which the Gemara says, ve'ilu bia achar Ma'amar, mahani. But ultimately, again, bia after Ma'amar does work. So they'll say that's how it's stronger. Ugriya mi Ma'amar, but it's weaker than Ma'amar. How so? Because I was to listen to this. Let's listen to this. So the Gibar says, because Ma'amar Acher Get, right? When, 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 when he does Ma'amar after the Get, Kani Lekuli Shiura de Get. Ultimately, you know, both sides, that, that literally goes ahead and, let me see it like this. After you go ahead, Ma'amar Acher Get, after you give a Get, so both say, there's still some element of Zika. That's left. So Samantha Zika that's left. So ultimately, again, when Ma'amar is done after the get, the Ma'amar, so to speak, absorbs the rest of the remaining Zika. We'll explain that in just a moment. But ultimately, again, where there is Bia after a get, the Bia itself does not absorb the rest of the Zika. Now we'll say we'll see what that means in just a moment because we're going to come back in a little bit to the Machlokes once again about Yesh Zika or Ein Zika. We'll see. So turn around, Bona, let's analyze. So we'll say, so here's our Machlokes. Okay, so let's, let's we, we accomplished a lot just now. We'll say, so Allah, so what we know is we have our Machlokes in the Mishnah of Rabbi Gamliel and the Rabbanon. Rabbi Gamliel holds, In Get Achar Get, In Ma'amar Achar Ma'amar, The Rabbanon holds, Yesh Get Achar Get, Yesh Ma'amar Achar Ma'amar. So we'll say, so now what do we understand? We understand that Allah, what's the, everyone agrees, everyone agrees, Ma'amar and Get, rabbinic concepts, right? What do they accomplish? Again, it's interesting because we have a very non-precise and imprecise definition, right? They accomplish kitzas, kitzas. What seems to be the fundamental machlokas? Rebbe say, is the right of ma'amar and get vested with the yavam, the man, or the yavama, the wife? Rabbi Gamil holds is vested with the yavam. Therefore, therefore, one get, one ma'amar per customer. So therefore, again, get acha get doesn't work. Ma'amar acha ma'amar doesn't work. But what does work? What does work? According to Rabbi Gamil, get acha ma'amar or ma'amar acha get. The Rabbana hold no. The right to ma'amar and get ultimately again is vested with the Yavama, vested with the wife. So every woman comes, so to speak, with her own ma'amar or, or, or get. And therefore the Yavam could technically do ma'amar with each of them. Again, I will say not good to, but could technically do ma'amar, could technically give a get to both of them. Incredible. Let's go back to turn up on them. So Kate said, Rabbi Gamliel, ain't get, achar, get. So we'll say, what's the case Rabbi Gamliel says? There's no get, achar, get. Here we go. Shtei Yavama, so we'll say, this is just restating of a lot of the cases we saw before. 
Two women fall before one Yavam. Reuven dies. Rachel never fall before Shimon. Nasan get lazu get lazu. Since Shimon gives a get to Rachel, get to Leah. Rabbi Gamil Omer cholates the Rishona. Basa bekrovo sal umutter bekrovo shnia. We'll say Rabbi Gamil who holds ain get achar get right holds that what do you have to do? Do chalitza with Rachel. Do chalitza with Rachel, and we're done. And I will say the get that he gave to Leah is irrelevant. Is irrelevant, and therefore what he is permitted to marry the relatives of Leah. And therefore, Allah he has to do chalitza with one of them. Let's assume he's going to do chalitza with Rachel, but the relatives of Leah still remain prohibited to him. We'll say that's just the exact case in the Mishnah. So too, you could find the same case would apply about say not if, if, if there weren't two wives and one yavam but even if there were two yavams and one woman Kate said what would be the case of Rabbi say there's no so we'll say this would be a case where what Ruvain died left behind one wife Rachel and two brothers Shimon and Levi so the Gemara says listen to this um, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Uh, no, no, two wives, right? Rachel and Leah fall before Shimon. The Gemara says, and he did mamar with Rachel, mamar with Leah. Rabbi Gamil Omer no singet lerishona the cholitzla ba'asa bekrabasa. Now, we'll say once he did mamar with both of them, the problem is he can't marry both women. So that's going to require ultimately a get, a get, let's say, to Rachel, and then ultimately chalitza with Rachel. But once again, Rabbi Gamliel holds in mamar achar mamar, and therefore Leah leaves this picture, and halacha lamaisa Shimon will be permitted to marry her relatives. say no, no sin get l'shtehen. You have to give a get to both of them. And you'll be prohibited to marry the relatives of both of them because the Chachamim hold Yesh get achar get or mamar achar mamar. The same halacha I will say would apply. We're dealing with a case where there's two women to one brother. But the same case would apply if there are two brothers to one woman. In other words, Ruvain dies, leaves behind one wife, Rachel, and then what happens? And then what happens? There's two brothers, Shimon and Levi. Amramar, no sin get lazu, we get lazu. So I'll say, therefore, you will be that lach, you'd give a get to each one. Rabbi Gamil Omer, cholates the Rishona, va'asa bekrovosa, umutter bekrovos shnia. To which the Gemara says, Lema tehebetiyov to the Shmuel. Shouldn't this be a refutation of Shmuel? Because what the Shmuel says, the Amr Shmuel, chalats lebaalas haget, lo nifterat sarasa. So I'll say, Shmuel has an interesting position. Shmuel says that if you go ahead and you do chalitza, with a woman with whom you've given a get. Right? So we'll say, so let's say again, Ruvain goes ahead and same case, Ruvain dies, leaves behind Rachel and Leah. Rachel and Leah fall to Shimon, fall to Shimon. Shimon gives a get to Rachel and then does chalitza with Rachel. Chalas the balas haget, lo nifterat sarah. We'll say it's wild. Shmuel says, Leah is not free. Leah is not free. Now we'll say, now why not? Take a look at Rashi. Let me tell you, it's five lines up from the bottom. 
if again Rabbi says Shimon dies and Rachel and Leah fall before Shimon, sorry, Ruben dies and Rachel and Rachel and Leah fall before Shimon, and what happened? Vinoslan get laachas mihen. Shimon gives a get to Rachel. Vaachakach chalatzla. Then he goes ahead and does chalitza with Rachel. Lo niftera tsarasa. Listen to this. Rabbi says Shmuel holds that Leah is not free and clear. Right? Rabbi, I just want to tell you, listen to this chiddush. It's not a chiddush. Shmuel's position. Ruben dies. Leaves behind two widows, Rachel and Leah. Right? They fall to Shimon. Shimon gives Rachel a get. Okay, for whatever the reason. And then does Chalitza with Rachel. Based on everything we've learned up until this point in time, what's the next stage in this process? Nothing. We're done. Shmuel says, no, you're not. No, you're not. Leah is still going to require Chalitza. What? Why would Leah require Chalitza? So Shmuel says something as the like Rashi Mishum de Kalisha Zekasa Velo Alima Khalitza Lav Kuye Zeka Alimta de Tsarasa. Wow. Listen to this. Shmuel says like this. Since Shimon, you gave Rachel a get. Giving a get, I will say, what does giving a get do? Remember, let's go back. You see, everyone's essentially agreeing. What does giving a get effectively accomplish? One word. What does it accomplish? Kitsas. Something, a little bit. I will say what it does do is. It diminishes the zika a little bit. Right? It diminishes the zika, the marital bond, a little bit. So Shmuel posits something amazing. When you give chalitza to Rachel, you're giving chalitza on a diminished marital bond. That's fine for Rachel. She had a diminished marital bond. Who didn't have a diminished marital bond? Leah. And therefore Shmuel says something absolutely amazing. In this case, a chalitza on a diminished marital bond to Rachel will not free Leah. Wow, absolutely. I mean, but, I will say, but, but again, but a solid svara, right? A, a, a svara that is a solid one, but quite fascinating. So the Gemara says, Sa'ai Shmuel, Shmuel Shmuel, Shmuel says, Ki Amri Ana, I say my position, Aliba demand Yesh Zeka. Shmuel says, okay, that's because I hold Yesh Zeka. Ein Zeka. We've spoken about this so many times that Halach again, this is a fundamental machlokas throughout Yuvamis. Namely, what is the nature of the marital bond, if any, between the surviving brother and the widows? Is there Zika? Is there a quasi-marital bond? Shmuel says, I hold there Zika. Therefore, again, when Reuven, when Shimon does Chalitza with Rachel after having given her a get, that's chalitza on a diminished marital bond, but the same zika, the strong, the intact zika, still applies between Shimon and Leah. Rabbi Gamliel holds ein zika. Rabbi Gamliel savar ein zika. Amudays Rabbanon savri yesh zika. Rabbi say, here's what's interesting. From the fact that you're going to tell me, remember again, there's machlokis in Mishnah. Rabbi Gamliel and, and Rabbanon. So if Rabbi Gamliel is going to hold ein zika, then the Rabbanon must hold yesh zika. The katani sefer. Here's the problem. Look at the end of the Mishnah. He said the same halacha applies, ultimately not just in a case of two widows to one brother, but it also applies with two brothers to one widow. Take a look at Rashi. So we'll say, let's say again, opposite case. Ruven dies, leaves behind Rachel, but there are two surviving brothers, Shimon and Levi. Shimon and Levi both give her a get. Both give, both give Rachel a get. So what's Talacha? So Rashi says over here, Dimnasnu Shtehem get, 
listen to this. What's the halacha when both Shimon and Levi gave Rachel a get? One of them has to do chalitza. But I don't understand. Based on what we just said before, if we hold Yesh Zeka, then perhaps, again, one chalitza shouldn't be enough. Perhaps both brothers should have to do chalitza. So, perhaps this should be a refutation Ultimately, again, of Rabba Barav Huna, the ultimately because this should also be a Chalitza Psula that's taking place after a get. Amar Asadi Gemara says, Wow. Listen to this. Rav Huna Barav says the name of Rav that whenever you have a Chalitza Psula, I will say Chalitza Psula requires you to go to all of the brothers, which I will say is, is kind of a derivative as to what Shmuel was saying before. Namely, that I will say, when do we say that one chalitza closes the door for everyone? When is that so? When is that so? When it's a full strength, unadulterated chalitza. But if you're dealing with a chalitza psula, which I will say just means an imperfect chalitza, in order to dissolve the marital bond, Rafuna says the name of Rav, Every single brother has to do chalitza. Which I will say, therefore, what would that mean in the following case? In the following case where Ruvain passes away, leaves behind Rachel, two surviving brothers, Shimon and Levi, both brothers give Rachel a get. Both brothers, so I according to the, according to the Rabban and the Mishnah, we were assuming what's the resolution of that case? One brother has to do chalitza and we're done. But according to Rafun in the name of Rab, that's not true. Who should have to do chalitza? Both brothers. Because whenever you're dealing with a, a, we'll call it an imperfect chalitza, in order to dissolve that zika, both brothers need to do something. To which the Gemara says, No, no, let's take a step back, Rabbi say. Both Rabbanon and Rabbi Gamil are holding ein zika. Which Rabbi say, remember again, what does ein zika mean? Ein zika means that when you have a yibum situation, there is an obligation for the surviving brother to marry the widow, but there is no existing marital bond. There's no right, this is in Zika means there's no existing marital bond. So what's the machlokes here? Beget achar get umamar achar ma'amar kemefliki. Now say, let's go back to what we said before, right? Halachalamaisa. The fundamental machlokes of us over here is what? The effectiveness of get achar get. Like we said before, and the, way we, and the way we framed it was, the fundamental machlokes is, with whom does the schos of, when I say schos, I mean the, the, the license for ma'amar and, and get rest with. Does it rest with the yavam, in which case all there is is one of each per yibam scenario, or does it rest with the yavama, in which case, again, each woman comes with her own ma'amar get option. That's the machlokes, Rabbi Gamliel Durabanon. Good. Amar what's another case? By the way, I want to point out, I know this is a little bit confusing now. We're actually going to see, I don't know if we're going to get to it today, but we're going to see the Shulchan Aruch. I think I put it on the WhatsApp, I think I sent it on the WhatsApp chat. I also have hard copies of it. The Shulchan Aruch actually goes through this. Right? So we're, we're going to see this actually like framed halacha lamaisa. So don't worry, we're going to see resolution. Amar Ma'amar Ma'amar So we'll say, now listen to this. You did Ma'amar with both women. So remember again, Ruvain passes away, leaves behind two widows. Rachel and Leah. Shimon now does Ma'amar with Rachel. Ma'amar with Leah. Rabbi Gamliel Omer. 
No sin get l'rishona v'cholitzla. Now we'll say, now back to Mishnah. Okay, we know this. We'll say, easy, easy, easy. Right? Ma'amarath Rachel, Ma'amarath Rebbe Gamil says, what do you do? What do you do? We'll say, now obviously, you can't do Yibam, right? Why can't you do Yibam anymore? Why can't you do Yibam? Right. Because remember, as Nacha said, the moment, the moment you do something with the second woman, Yibam is done. Right? Yibam is done. So even though we'll say, even though what? Even though it was Ma'amarath that you did over here. But the moment you go ahead and you get and, and, and you do something with the second wife, so you, the door to Yibam is closed. So according to Mama Acha Mama, remember again Bagamil says, no problem. Give a get to the first wife. Give a get to the first wife. After get, what do you have to do? So you need get to dissolve the Mamar, but get is not the full antidote. What else do you need? Chalitza. And then ultimately again, and then wife number one is your Chalitza. And therefore again you are Asr to her and Asr to her relatives. Umutra Bekrovos Shnia. Rabbi say again, according to Bagamil, when it comes to wife number two, wife number two, you're not permitted to marry wife number two because she's also considered your Chalutza. But Lamais, again, you can marry her relatives. Okay, so let's go. Let's, let's pick this apart again. So Michti, Kasar in Mamar Acham Amar, Shabbat holds that in Mamar Acham Amar, right? Well, so that's what we've established. So if that's the case, Tisyabim, Rishona Nami Tisyabim. Wow. They will say, why are we taking Yibum off the table? Why are we taking Yibum off the table? In other words, if we hold in Ma'amar Achar Ma'amar, if, if, that's, if that's what we hold, then why are we taking Yibum off? We'll say, this is such, an, such a good kasha. Right? So let's play this out. Shimon is here. He has two widows in front of him, Rachel and Leah. So, we'll say, so now we're saying, well, you did Mamar with Rachel, you did Mamar with Leah. There's only one resolution to this case, which is what? Give a get to Rachel, do a get with Rachel. Uh, sorry, give a get to Rachel, do Chalitza with Rachel, and we're done here. We're done here. Why? If you hold in Mamar Achamamar, that means the Mamar with Leah is inconsequential and irrelevant. If that's the case, then what? Why isn't there an option of Yibum with Rachel? Good kasha, good kasha. To which the words, I'll tell you why. Dilma asi liabum lishnia. Because what we're concerned about is that if we allow Yibum with Rachel, you may come to what? Do Yibum with Leah. And I'll say that, of course, would be problematic because Yibum with Leah, after you've done, after you've done Ma'amar with Rachel, is at least rabbinically aser. So if I will say, we're, that's what we're concerned with. We allow Yibum in this case, even though technically speaking, you're right. Only the Ma'amar with, Le- with Rachel is relevant. The Ma'amar with Leah is irrelevant. Yibum should be permitted. We're concerned about confusion. Amr Rabbi Yochanan. So we'll say, here we go. Here we go. Last part of this sugya. Really, really exciting. Amr Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan says as follows. Rabbi Gamil, Ube Shamai, V'Reb Shimin, Uben Azai, V'Reb Nechemia. What a chavra. What a chavra. Kulhu sviralei ma'amar kona kinyan gamar. Now let's say ultimately again, all of the opinions, all of these opinions mentioned, all agree that ma'amar affects full kinyan. Now let's say, now, now let's just clarify what that means. Ma'amar, right? Ma'amar requires full kinyan. Now let's say what that means is, ain't ma'amar acha ma'amar. That essentially once you do ma'amar with wife number one, Anything you do with wife number two is what? Is what? Inconsequential. Is inconsequential. All of these opinions hold this way. So let's go through them. I will say it's very exciting. Okay, we already said that, right? We've already spent our time. We already know that. Good. We'll say, what about Beishamai? Very exciting. We learned this as well. Watch this. Beishamai. This is not 
Shlosha Achen. Let's remember again. Let's see a little Chazar, a very exciting case. Shlosha Achen. You have three brothers, Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. Now watch this. Ruvain and Shimon are married to two sisters. Two sisters, right? So Ruben and Shimon are married to Rachel and Leah. In this case, Rachel and Leah are sisters. And I both say, and Levi, Levi's single, right? Le- Le- Levi's been learning Yivamas. He's like, you know what, forget it, right? And so I say, right? So Levi's single, right? So Ruben and Shimon married to two sisters. Levi's third brother is single. Mis echad mi bale achayos. So I say, now watch this. Now watch this. One of Mis echad mi bale achayos. So I say, now we'll call it Ruben dies. So Reuven dies. Now Rachel, Rachel falls to Yibum. Levi, the single brother, Levi, the single brother, does ma'amar with Rachel. Okay, so, once, so again, let me just frame the case once more. Three brothers, Reuven, Shimon, Levi. Reuven and Shimon married to two sisters, Rachel and Leah. Right? Levi, single. Reuven dies. He has wife, Rachel, falls to Yibum. Levi, single brother, does Ma'amar with Rachel. Okay, so far so good. Here's the wrinkle. V'achakach meis achiv. Now I'll say, now Shimon dies. Now Shimon dies. So I'll say, just see what just happened. Now Shimon dies. Shimon's widow, Shimon's widow Leah, now also falls to who? To Levi. What's the problem? Levi now has two sisters. Now remember again, Levi has done Ma'amar with Rachel, and now Leah just felt him in Yibam. So what's Ta'alacha? Watch this. Shimon's, so Veshama says, there's no cash here. There's no cash here. Levi already did Ma'amar with Rachel. Because he did Ma'amar with Rachel, Rachel is viewed as his wife. So what happens to Leah? What happens to Leah? What's happens to Leah? Nothing. Why? Because we'll say again, back first, Mishnah, Mesech, and Zivamis. This is Achel Sishto, wife's sister. And wife's sister is totally removed from the parsha of Yibam at all. No chalitza, no nothing. Now, I will say, what do you see from here? That according to Beishamai, Ma'amar Kona. Beishamai essentially affects marriage. I will say, we don't pass him that way. But Allah, remember again, it's not about We're trying to show that there's a whole cohort of people that subscribe to this idea that Ma'amar essentially affects marriage. So here we go. That was Beishamai. Who's next? Who's next? Reb Shimon. Reb Shimon. Desanya. Amr Reb Shimon Chomer. Also listen to this. This is also a fascinating case. Take a look at Rashi just to give a little bit of the context over here. Amr Reb Shimon will say, at least we'll begin this case today. So what does Reb Shimon say? Amr Reb Shimon. The Kamal Perikin. I'll say, listen to this. Kamal Perikin. Yisharaba. Ben Teisha Shonan Biyom Echad. Haba Al Yevimto. So I'll say, here's the case. In general, in general, in order to affect Yibum, in order to affect Yibum, so, or, or in order to affect marriage, I should say, you have to be a gadol. Right? You have to be an adult. Adult is being defined as bar mitzvah, right? 13 years old. There, there is an interesting fact over here, which is that although you have to be a gadol to affect marriage, the bia, right? Bia with a boy above the age of nine and a half is considered to be a halachically recognized act of bia. Well, so I'll give you an example. Let's say a married woman has relations with a nine and a half year old, nine and a half year old boy. So I'll say, what's Ta'aloha? Ta'aloha is that's adultery. Now again, obviously the boy is not held accountable because he's below the age of majority. But Aloha Lamaisa, that is considered to be a halachically recognized act of Bia. 
So you have an interesting, therefore, application of this. Let's say again, Ruvain dies. Ruvain dies, and he leaves behind two brothers, Shimon and Levi, twins. Twins. And they're nine and a half years old. And I will say, what happens? They have Bia with the Obama. Right? They have Bia with the widow. So I will say, here's what's interesting about this. Remember, again, Yibum, right? How is the Yibum relationship affected? How is it affected, I will say? It's not really affected through Das, right? It's affected through, through Bia. I will say, we're going to get into this, by the way, because there's a fascinating case about what happens if the Yavam and Yavama have Bia, but there was no Das for Yibum, right? There's just Bia, but without Das, right? Bia without Das. So we'll say, we'll discuss some of the cases of that. So in this case over here, you have a halachically recognized Bia with someone who's not capable of affecting marriage. Incredible, no? Absolutely. So Girashi, the Girashi, Let's say, fascinating case, no? Not for the Shabbos table, but a fascinating case. So, so, so listen to this. So the Gemara says, the Baraka Ben Echad, Right, so a boy, the Yavam is nine and a half years old, and he has relations ultimately again with the widow. The Chazar Uba Achid Ben Teishon Biyom Echadala, and I will say he's actually. I will say we'll, we'll stop over here for today. We'll pick up in Yerat Hashem with this case tomorrow. Shkoyach.